losing weight to gain control. Today's episode, Living Healthy with Andrea Beefus. Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Andrea Beefus. And Andrea is a health and confidence coach that helps women to feel comfortable in their own skin through mastering their thoughts, understanding their heart, and optimizing their health. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing so good. The sun is out where I am right now, so it's a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's supposed to be fall, but we've, we're starting to revert, I think, back to summer weather where I live. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know. So it's, uh, it's actually kind of nice because then we can get out. I saw people jogging this morning and things oh, like nice. that. So it's, I think I want to go ride my bike later. <laughs> oh, good. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so you reached out to me a few months ago about being on the podcast. You know, I've been kind of going over your story. So let's start by uh, having you share with the listeners what brought you to the point where you wanted to take control of your health, you know, whether it was weight or you had a health issue that came up, you know, what was your point of decision? Yeah, I can kind of give some context and kind of my story. So I grew up in a pretty healthy home and just by default, I, I was healthy. Like I didn't have to think think about it because my mom would cook really good food. And my dad, he, I went to him and I said, Hey dad, can I have a new phone? And he said, yes, but you're going to have to earn it. And as a, as a family, we're going to run eight obstacle five K's and then you can have a new phone. Wow. I was like, Oh, okay. So you can kind of imagine, I would just like lived in an environment where we they're just healthy. And the funny thing is out of the four of us in my family, I was probably the one that was most resistant to it, but I was still part of the unit and I always did it. But it was funny when I left my house, when I went to college, I lived overseas for a year and a half by myself, got married. I completely jumped off the healthy train, like 100%. And I gained 30 pounds, but like more importantly, I just didn't feel like myself. I was tired, I was sluggish, and I had really low self confidence. So it was kind of that pivotal moment in my life where I realized, oh, I can't rely on my family anymore. I have to start doing this on my own and I have to figure out how to do this. So that's kind of the big shift that happened in my life. Do you remember how many years uh, it was after you left home when you had that aha moment? I mean, was it like two years after you left home, three years? It would have been, it would have been about three years because what happened is I left my home got married. And then all of a sudden, like a kind of a stress bomb happened. And a few of the relationships that I had in my life, and I was super stressed out and not thinking about myself. And I was having really low self-esteem. And because of that, I wasn't able to fully comprehend how I was going to like take care of myself. I wasn't thinking about myself. And I remember there was one night where I was sitting on my bed in the dark, just kind of laying there and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how 
I can feel like myself again. I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed out. Everything that I'm trying, like I'm trying to cook healthy meals, I'm trying to work out and nothing is working. And I just had this moment where I thought, you know what, like this, this is hard and I don't know what I'm going to do to get better, to be able to lose this weight and to be able to more importantly, feel like myself again. So it was about three years afterwards where I had that moment in the dark laying in bed being like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Was it that you started eating more fast food? I know you said you tried to cook healthy. Were you, because I know when I went to college, it was like, oh, look at all the <laughs> places around campus. And I had a little extra money and, you know, you could buy 10 tacos for a dollar. Of course, this is a year oh gosh, ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, type thing. So it was, and then, you know, I had a food plan at uh, school, but mm-hmm. I didn't go for the salad bar. I went for the hamburgers and things mm-hmm. like that. So was that kind of your what happened with you is fast food. Yeah. I can go buy whatever I want to, whenever I want to. Yeah. It wasn't as much fast food as it was portion control. I had the meal plan too, as well at college and the buffet style as fun as that is. Oh my gosh. That is rough. (laughs) Oh yeah. We had ice cream and everything too. Oh yeah. Every day, every meal. (laughs) So So it was, it was was a portion control issue for sure. Did you think about it when um, you were choosing more foods that, you know, at home, we didn't eat like this because a lot of us, it seems like other people I've had on the podcast and even myself, when I grew up, there was no such thing as portion control. It was, Mm -hmm. you eat as much as you could because the rest of the family is going to eat it all before that you probably get to it. Was that something that kind of went through your head was, well, we didn't eat like this at home. Why am I doing this? Or was it because your home life was so structured? that when you left home, it was like, now I can have whatever I want to. That's what it was for me. Yeah. My home life was really structured and my mom had us eat all of our fruits and veggies. And so I thought I was being my own person or rebelling by eating whatever I wanted. And wow, that backfired really fast. (laughs) Do you think that if your parents had explained to you, like, this is why I'm giving you strawberries instead of the cookie or, or here's a cookie, but I'm not giving you the whole pack. Do you think that would have made a difference? when you left home? The funny thing is they did tell me that, that, which is so funny. I was just totally ignoring them because I wanted to eat my favorite foods, mac and cheese. So I just wanted to eat as much mac and cheese and as much brownies and everything as I wanted to. And I thought like, oh, I have a high metabolism. I've been told I have a high metabolism. I'll be fine. Yeah, that, no. (laughs) Okay. Well, it probably helped that it sounded like your family was very active. That's not a usual. They were. Thing that you tell your kids that you have to run so many 5Ks before I buy you. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that I wanted to go over with you, thank you for sharing your story with us, is I know you have a program, you have uh, your, your coach, but you also have, I noticed on your website, you offer, it's called Five Steps to Become Unwaveringly Confident in Your Health and True Self. self. And uh, I, I, I love that, that it's only five, you know, I'm, I'm all about keeping it simple. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know if you wanted to go uh, go over some of those with us, you know, how the listeners could apply some of these steps in their life and how you applied it in your life or how you came about that. And I know your first step was realize, realize you have a problem. Almost. Okay. So re- the number one step is realize how you got to where you are today. Because I have, I have an IT background. I'll kind of back up for a second. So I'm all about processes, workflows, frameworks. I have the data IT brain. And so when I started going into this health world of being like, okay, I want to lose these 30 pounds, I realized there weren't a lot of 
step-by-step -step frameworks that didn't involve counting points or counting calories because I'd tried that and that didn't work for me. And so what I did is through this process of me finding, finding myself again and finding my health and losing this weight, I was like, you know what? I'm not seeing this anywhere else, this process that I did. So I created this five-step framework. And so the number one step is realize how you got to where you are today. And this is all about thought work and mindset. And I know when I say that a lot of people like check out because they hear like, oh, mindset, but like, no, 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 this is cool stuff. Because if you realize the stories that you have been telling yourself or the thoughts going on in your head or experiences that you've had in the past that has brought you to where you are today, that is so powerful to know that because then we know you're here right now because of this and everyone's experiences are different. So we're all starting at different spots. And so we all need to get on the same page of, okay, this is what's happened in my past. This is why I'm acting the way that I am right now. And now we can move forward. That's what step number one is all about. Yeah. I think a lot of plans, uh, that's the hard part to deal with is saying, yeah. okay, it's easier just to say, here's the number of calories you need to eat. Here's the number of days I want you to exercise. Now go yeah. and do that. But usually what happens is, what in my experience, I hit a wall, like, okay, but because your behaviors haven't yet, you don't right. realize why you were doing what you were doing. Like you, when you were in school or when you yeah. had your aha moment, I think it's hard for us sometimes to confront that about ourselves. Do you find that people that you work with, it's hard for them to start looking at their, you know, have their realization? Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of an ebb and flow process. They're really excited when they hear the concept but then they're scared to kind of apply it because no one really wants to confront any like rough experiences that they've had in the past. If, if you've lived in a home with a bunch of brothers and you were just taught that you had to eat fast just so you could get enough food before your brother stole all of your food, that's a powerful story. That, those are some powerful thoughts that are coming behind that. And so sometimes it's kind of scary to confront that because then you're, you think, oh my gosh, like, now what? Because that, that's the scary part. It's the fear of the unknown. And so that's why step number two is realize. Realize where you want to go. And not only where you want to go, but like who is the person that you want to be? Who is, like, what is that future? What's the ideal future? What does your perfect day look like? Who are your influencers? How do you make decisions? How do you feel about yourself? When you have a powerful view of yourself in the future, then nothing can get in your way. And because you've identified how you got here, you, sorry, you've realized how you've got here and you're identifying your future, you have a starting point and then you have a really powerful goal that's personalized to you. Are you big on goal setting, not just with your, your weight or, or food or exercise? Yeah. I, oh I, yeah. Mental, emotional, a hundred percent. Cause I think, I believe it's all connected. Yes. I've had other people on the podcast too, where uh, we, we talk about the mindset a lot. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I've had several people reach out and say that they never thought about it that way or the mindset part. You know, that's why I like how your process also focuses on not just let's start with the food right now. Right. Um, uh, what, what about your step optimize? What, um, oh, what's this that? Is awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you go for it. Oh yeah. Okay. So I need to tell a story behind this one because this is really cool how I figured this out. So when I was kind of in my journey of, I had, I had realized how I got here and I had identified what future I wanted. 
I still was trying to optimize my health, meaning I was trying to lose the weight. I was trying to eat better, move my body, but nothing I was doing was working. And so it was funny because I worked in IT and I work with a bunch of old IT guys, super nice, like they're awesome. But every January they have a low carb contest. And they said, Andrea, do you want to join the low carb contest? And I thought, sure, why not? Like it might be fun. And I've never done that before. It sounds hard. Like I'll try it. So I did it. And it was the rules were you had to have 30 grams of carbs a day. And that is, that's like one piece of bread. Like yeah. that's like nothing, like absolutely nothing. And I thought, Ooh, like this is kind of hard, <laughs> but I tried. Okay. And I'm going and I'm going and I can tell I'm losing weight, but I'm not super measuring it a ton. And so two weeks in though, this is the crazy thing because this, this was like a huge epiphany moment for me for when I realized the optimizer health, because what happened two weeks in is I woke up on a Sunday morning and I was a, like, I was a complete monster. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was, I was cranky. I was tired. I was weak. And I was just really hangry because <laughs> I wasn't eating bread. <laughs> I love that hangry. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I was so hangry. And my amazing husband, he said, Andrew, are you okay? Like you seem a little off. He was super nice about it. And I, I was like, I'm fine. And he's like, no, no, no. What, what's wrong? Or like, how's your health contest going? And I said, well, I measured myself yesterday and I lost 15 pounds. And he goes, you what? You lost 15 pounds in two weeks. And in that moment, I realized, okay, this is not the way to do this. I have turned into someone completely different than who I want to be. I'm a, I'm a positive, happy, confident person. I was not that person while doing this. And I realized that so many people feel that way when you're on a diet, when you're cutting out your favorite foods, when I couldn't eat mac and cheese and brownies anymore, all of a sudden I turned into someone I didn't like and I was stressed out. My mental energy was being used in ways that I just didn't like anymore. And so I realized, okay, optimizing my health cannot be a short-term fix. This has to be long-term. And so how do I optimize my health long-term is I have sustainable health principles sustainable nutrition principles. And these are, I have 12 that I teach in my program. These are things like eating something fresh at every meal, having one dessert a day, things where it's natural. And yes, you might have to break a few bad habits, but if it's important to you, you can, you can have these sustainable health nutrition principles, still eat your favorite foods. You can still have fast food, but there's a sustainable way to do that where you're not turning into a hangry monster every weekend. <laughs> yeah. And for the listeners that don't know what hangry is, it's when you're <laughs> yeah, hungry and angry at the same time. No, I, I yes. first heard that a few years ago and I, I love that term. Uh, but no, I think you're right about that. I love that you shared your story about your low carb experience because I didn't have a good experience when I tried low carb. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I'm glad you had someone in your life though to tell you Hey, that, you know, you lost 15 pounds in two weeks. I don't think that's the best thing for you. Right. Because usually what happens is I think we, some people get the support like, wow, high five. You just, you lost 15 exactly. pounds, but it's like in two weeks, that's really not the best that's unless you're, yeah, unless your doctor is a, uh, you know, monitoring right. you type deal. Uh, of course. But yeah, but I'm glad that he helped you realize that 
did you ever have, uh, when you were telling your story about your family, did you ever have anybody tease you even when you did put on the weight, say, you know, you're, you're getting a little heavy there, Andrea. I, I never had that. I, it's, it's funny. I thought everyone was thinking that because it's, so I'm six feet tall. I'm really tall. And so 30 pounds on me was not super visible. I 100% felt it for sure, but it wasn't extremely visible. They, I mean, they probably noticed they didn't say anything, which was very, that's not normal. Like, I don't know how, but I, I personally didn't experience that. But what I did experience was when I started losing weight, everyone started congratulating me. And mm-hmm. that kind of skews your view because just because you're losing weight doesn't mean it's a good thing. I was losing weight way too fast. And when you get congratulated for that, it kind of messes with your head a little bit. And then people start asking you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And yeah. type thing. And, and the thing is, I try to let others know maybe the way I did it isn't what might work right. for you. You know, mine might be more extreme than what than what you would like to do. Or one thing you did mention too was about what's going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the the women that you help, when they've tried uh, diets in the past, it wasn't probably the best fit. Like it wasn't sustainable. Exactly, they didn't like counting points or counting calories because it took up so much mental energy. And I truly, and when I say mental energy, I mean time, like you're having to read the nutrition facts, you're having to calculate in your head all day, you're having to think about the points for the next snack or meal. If you get, if you cut all of that out, you can use that same mental energy for more productive things, which will help you in the long run. And I think we progress over time. I I had to do the calorie counting and the really strict portion control because my portions were they were bad. I, I had no concept of what a cup of anything was or a half a cup. Now, right. now I can kind of tell because I've bought dishes that fit the what what I'm eating. So this right. is the vegetable. So I don't have to think about it as much. But I think sometimes we go through phases with that. Uh, I did an episode 100%. on, yeah, I did an episode on intuitive eating and I'm not good at that. That's, I can't do intuitive <laughs> It's hard. Eating. It's yes. really hard. Have you tried that before? Or yeah, do you do I've that tried now? it before. I do. Yeah. I do have some intuitive eating in my program because I think it's really important because you listen to your body and everyone is different. Like the other day, I just had a bowl of cereal for dinner because first off, I didn't have the mental energy to make dinner, but I also wasn't that hungry. So I had a bowl of cereal and then I felt great afterwards. I I love that you said that. um, I, I think the perceptions are changing about who says you have to have a whole meal for your meal if you're not hungry. So yeah, uh, we can go to your next step. I'm sorry, I stopped you and kind of back back. No, this is great. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think, okay, we were talking about optimize. And so what's your next step in the five? Is it overcome? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Overcoming the fourth step is all about overcoming your personal, your personal hurdles or your triggers or your cravings, whatever you are personally dealing with. That's all about overcoming it and because it's different for every single person whether you struggle with sugar or fast food or fried foods whatever is that pain point that you have number the step number four is all about overcoming that and the way you overcome that is through your thought work through your mindset it's so interesting so many times people join health programs and they just run around in circles just trying a whole bunch of different things are just acting, doing a bunch of different actions, but they haven't 
done the thought work before then. And so it's not sustainable. The overcoming is how you continually have sustainable health nutrition principles for your entire life. How do you help someone when they're in that stage with overcoming? Let's say they have the one dreaded bad day that I didn't eat well, and they call you and say, Andrea, I had, I don't know, two hamburgers, I had a margarita and all this stuff, and I ate like 5,000 calories today, and I'm ready to give up. I mean, is that kind of the step that you would say, you know, you're going to, first of all, you're going to overcome this, but how do you help them through that to, to get rid of that mentality of one bad day isn't the end of the world? That's such a good question. I haven't been asked this before, so I'm so glad you did. Like, this is a great question. Because when you start having those experiences, of if you have a bad day, I always go back to the first step of realizing how you got to where you are. You, You need to master your thoughts. You need to know what thoughts are going on in your head to create these emotions, which then create your actions. So I wanna know what happened during the day What were the actions that you did? You ate two hamburgers and you had 5,000 calories. What happened before then to get you to that point? And then how do you feel right now afterwards? It all starts in the mind. And so when you figure out that process of how our thoughts are affecting our actions, it's so powerful and it's really exciting because you're able to take control because one bad day is okay. Like that's not a problem. If it's happening all the time, there's some thought work that needs to happen. Yeah, that was one of the epiphanies I had years ago was I noticed that one bad day usually turned into a month before I figured out, wow, why did I do that? And but I think if you journal, I I don't journal as much anymore. But if you journal or you have even if you have somebody in your life like you had with your husband, that's like, what's going on? You know, I noticed you just went overboard, you know, the last few days. Yeah, It's hard if you don't recognize it really quickly. And then before you know it, you've had a bad month or two or a whole year kind of like right now if you were in 2020 with everything going on oh yeah and everybody kind of started turning the food and mm-hmm. for a few months and, and and at least most most people were conscious of it but I think it's just so easy to fall into that trap that way it's so so true and then your last step that you talk about you know, this your program is momentum we all love momentum I think that's the hard part is the getting going And then it's like, okay, I I think I have this now. Right. Yeah. You just have to get there. (laughs) So, so to kind of give some context, number one was identify or sorry, realize how you got to where you are. Number two, identify the future you and your goal. Number three was optimizing your health. Number four was overcoming your personal hurdles. And number five is creating momentum throughout your whole life. And the way you do that is you are able to set goals, like set targets in each of the categories for your health, for your thoughts, for your emotions. And it's not just about losing weight 30 days, 90 days a year. It's about who's the person that I want to be. And let's create targets for that. And it's meant to not be overwhelming at all, but it's meant to be able to create a vision and a way for you to continue that momentum. Because an object that is in motion will stay in motion unless you stop it. And so I believe 100% in making fun, exciting, realistic goals that are personal to you to work towards. I'm glad you threw the little science lesson in there. I, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my next uh, little blog I'm working on, I, t- I use, I love science. 
And so I'm oh, learning awesome. about dark matter right now, but that's like, oh, I can apply this to weight loss in your journey. And so, oh, I, I love it. so it's all, you know, it's still a learning, uh, a learning journey, even though it's been a few years and it sounds like it's been that way for you also. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you too, uh, physical activity, exercise, what do you do? Do you, do you do anything to keep, stay in shape or just uh, to make yourself feel better with movement? Cause everything doesn't have to be hardcore weight no. training and, and things like that. A, oh yeah. I am not a hardcore gym goer at all. I, what I like to do is I like to sit, like I need to have something to work towards. And I'd noticed myself recently getting into a slump with working out and moving my body. I'll take my dog on walks and sometimes that's the only thing I do that day and that's okay. But I, in my mind, I've set a goal that I'm going to run a 5k. There are no events, everything's shut down right now, but I'm going to pick a day and I'm going to run a 5k. And so, and so I, I downloaded a couch to 5k app and I'm just going on a run every day. And so I feel like I need to, I need to switch it up. Some yeah. days I just do dog walks. Some days I, I go on the elliptical. Some days I run. I have to keep it different. I'm I'm a super not hardcore workout person. I just I struggle with that. <laughs> yeah, I notice some people like to do the same thing over and over. And our bodies oh. are very efficient, so it's going to get to the point where that won't do anything for. You. But exactly. if that's what you like to do, I, you know, do it. But it's not going to probably push you. But I'm like you, where one week I'll do step exercise. The next week I do like a body attack. The next week I do. Uh, kickboxing it's, it's it's like I get bored with it after about yeah week and it's like I got the next thing but uh you know they do virtual challenges also there's virtual 5ks and no way uh, yeah um I just did a virtual bike challenge in uh, August where you you get to pick your miles and then you know you pay for if you want the medal and all that which I got the medal because yeah. I want to medal. oh yeah nice <laughs> so but my original goal was was 25 miles and I did that in a week so I was like oh we need to up wow. that so I did a, over a little over 100 miles for the month and I was pretty impressed. Gosh. I was like, well, I didn't think I could do that. Yeah. So, I, so I, that was a momentum for me to say, okay, now what, what's the next challenge that I'm going to do to try and Love figure it. out what, you know, to get to the next step. But even when starting, do you have a recommendation for someone that might just be getting started and uh, physically doing something? Because I can tell you yeah. 111 miles wouldn't have happened years ago when I was trying to start this again. <laughs> yeah. So what I recommend doing and what I have um, the, the wonderful women that I work with is I have them try a little bit of everything. And what I have them do is I have them sit down, make a list of everything they want to try and they'll find internet videos, Pinterest workouts, or they can go to their gym. And I want them to try everything, but to plan it ahead of time. I don't want you to wake up and try to find a workout video in the morning. I want it to already be ready. You just click the link and then you go. And I want you to try everything and then see what you like and stick with that for a little bit and then switch it up. But I think the pre-planning is super important. Yes. Uh, and especially if they haven't, to, to get to the momentum, if they haven't done it before, because I'm sure that yeah. you help them once, once they start in the rotation. Okay. Now I, I'm meal prepping. Now I'm, you know, I have my clothes ready to do my exercise, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or whenever right. it is. And you, you learn the more prepared you are and it's scheduled, you're probably going to going to do it no matter exactly. what. 
another thing, I, you, you mentioned your favorite foods already, mac and cheese and brownies. Is that your yeah. favorite? Mine, yeah. mine is peanut butter and chocolate. So even my, oh yeah, yeah, I used to teach this class of nine and 10 year old girls and they, I, I'd ask them, what's Miss Gwen's favorite food? Peanut butter and chocolate. Yes, you are so right. But, uh, but when I started learning, I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups were my favorite. I don't buy them anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying never buy them, but if I buy them, I cannot control myself. Reese's are my favorite too. I totally, I'm on the same page. <laughs> yeah. So, and then when I started learning about the nutrition values, I, I'd look, okay, two of these, it's like 250 or 300 calories and they are tiny. I'm thinking, do I really yeah. want to waste 300 calories on those tiny things? So I found a, right. a recipe for a my, peanut butter chocolate microwave cake that I can make. It makes one little serving and yeah. it satisfies my cravings. So did you, you do something like that? where you found a substitute. Yeah. And what I love is you can get some really good, good for you protein powders and you can make pancakes or you can make desserts with chocolate protein powder and it tastes really good. Yeah. Um, Pinterest has been a big save uh, for me. Do you have recipes that you share on your program too with with, with your clients Um, Mm -hmm. and you try to help them figure out what's your favorite food and yeah, because I don't give them a meal plan because mm-hmm. I believe in intuitive eating and okay. you know your body more than I do, but I'll give you a bajillion recipes and help you find the ones and help you create a meal plan so you can have the power in your life and I'm not dictating to you what to do. How do you help your clients that maybe have, they have a family, you know, they might have kids in the home and they're the only ones that at that point are wanting to try and not, mm-hmm. it's not just lose weight books. It's like, okay, we need to get healthier here. And everybody else is like, no, how do you, have you found that in some of your clients? Uh, this, yeah, this is probably not going to be a popular opinion, but I'm like, just make the whole family do it. Just make it a family thing. If they don't eat it, that's dinner. I don't, uh, people might disagree with me on this, but I'm like, you're trying to help yourself. And so let's motivate the whole family and stick, like make the things that you like, just cut back a little bit on how often you're making them. And when you do make something that might be like a little bit weird for them, tie in something that they, you know, they already like and have that on the plate as well. How would you advise someone that maybe has, I call them a food pusher in their life. They know that they're trying to lose weight, but they seem to cook all the things that that person loves. And, and then of course that person, I actually just had a family member talk to me about this where I'm from Southern Louisiana and we mm-hmm. have all these uh, candies that we make that the ingredients mm-hmm. are butter, sugar, uh, what's the butter, sugar, um, evaporated milk, you know, all that healthy stuff. It sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Cause I used to love it growing up, but you know, they were saying that you know, so-and-so made that candy and I was going to eat just one little piece and I ended up eating the whole batch with them. And I said, well, why did they cook that? They know that you're trying not to eat that. And, and they said, I don't know. And it almost felt like that person was trying to sabotage them mm. or in my eyes. I mean, have you encountered that with your clients, the the food pushers? How, how do they handle yeah. the food pushers in their life? Yeah. And something that I'm so glad you brought this up because I truly believe that if you know, if you've realized how you got to where you are and you have identified the future you, this future goal, that nothing can get in your way. If you've mastered your thoughts, you will be able to have that batch of, that sounds like amazing candy. Holy cow. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
sounds amazing. But like, if, if you have gone through the steps and you're able to master your thoughts, then it's not going to matter what anyone else does because you have the control in your life. And yeah, people are going to come in and they're going to comment on what you're doing. They're going to give you the, the candy that they know that you're trying to work on it, but you, you will be able to overcome that. And you'll be able to not feel like everyone's working against you, but you'll be able to take the power because that's so empowering to know that you are the decision maker. It's kind of a scary shift, but it's, it's super exciting to kind of make that big shift in your life. Yeah. I had to uh, do that with my family at one point. I I don't live close to them, but when I went back to visit, I never realized how everything we did focused around food Mm because I wanted to go out and do things because I hadn't been home in a while. You know, we uh-huh. have a lot of, they have like things like swamp tours and all this stuff. <laughs> and I, so I wanted to go, you know, like experience what I didn't as a kid. And it's like, well, we're going to go and eat this and we're going to go and eat that. And I said, can we go do something else? Like go do something. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it made me start thinking about this was my childhood. This is what, wow. what I learned was uh, we just pretty much did everything around food. And, and then I would say, no, I tried to, especially when they were making the candy, because they made a batch just for me. To, oh, bring, wow. to bring back and and they kept saying well to eat some now eat some. I was like, no I don't want any and I think I said no like, over 10 times within five minutes no no wow. no no and they were and they they weren't being I mean they really don't didn't understand that mm-hmm. no I, I just can't start that right now and I really didn't want it I mean if I wanted it it would have been well, yeah me. but and I good for you for saying that that's amazing yeah so um and I always tell people if you really want it I mean eat it but if if you don't eat it just because somebody's offering it to you, you don't right. have to or bring it home later. Exactly. Well, uh, Andrew, I want to thank you for being on the podcast uh, today. I, I really enjoyed this. It's, it's motivated me because my workout for later today is kickboxing, actually. Uh, nice. that's, my, that's my favorite workout. But before we, we end, I always like to have the, the guests give words of encouragement to the listeners and then also let them know how that they can find you. I I want everyone to know, listening to this podcast, that you have the power in your life to take control. If you have a really hard relationship with food right now, it is possible for you to overcome that. If you master your thoughts and if you understand your heart and you optimize your health, you are literally unstoppable. You become a confidence creator in your life. That's what I call my movement, is creating confidence creators. Because if you are really struggling with your health right now, I want you to know that I have been there and I know, I really know what it's like, but you can turn that around. You literally can create the life that you want because health and confidence are tied together. And it's so empowering to know that you can literally be whoever you want to be. It's so exciting. And so I want everyone listening to know that you, you can do it. If you're having a rough day, know that there are people in the world that love you and are rooting for you. And so go for it. Like it's so, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. And if you ever need any help, you can reach me. I have a free ebook that really dives into the five steps more and it's totally free. You can get it at livinghealthywithandrea.com slash ebook. And I'd love for you to download it, read through it. And if you have any questions, then you can Instagram is probably the best way. You can follow me on Instagram, andrea.befus, B-E-F-U-S. And I'd love to chat and answer any questions that you have. And I'll include all those in the uh, show notes for the listener so they can just click on them there also. 
Awesome. Thank you. I really loved being on the podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.